What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? How much? How are you? Dude, I am actually very, very happy. Um, I think you're you're a happy guy as well. <laughs> Still reeling from uh, Sugar Sean, baby. Yeah, I'm happy with Sean. I'm I'm glad you you got me to take that dart. Um, I'm happy with my boy Cheeto. Your boy um, Cheeto did it. That was a close decision. He got thirty twenty seven, but it was a close fight. Uh, he did all the damage. So yeah, he did. Um, but I really started off right with that uh, submission by Silva in the first round. That was a nice plus two twenty five. I had a lot, I had a good amount on that. So I, it was uh, nerve wracking. But once that hit, I was in the the clear for the rest of the card. So how bad was uh, our Neil Magny bet? <laughs> um, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, uh, something. I mean, first of all, I took the fight short notice. You know, you got to understand that, which is which is fine. But you, I'm not going to lay anything. Uh, you know, Ian Gary, who's minus five fifty. I mean, against a guy like Neil Magny, that's that's silly. So yeah, I think we did. I think we did the right thing. You know, you can't win them all, but having Sean and then. Uh, I had Sean by by knockout, and I got a, a extra plus one fifty boost on Sean by knockout for plus four eight, which was insane. That was crazy. And then did you see all the stuff that came out after the fact of him having like a, a separated rib or something and hadn't grappled in eight weeks? Yeah, I mean, listen, all those guys got injuries, so yep. You know, I, I don't think Aljo was completely healed up. Aljo didn't even want that that time you know timetable sean had a year off aljo had three months so it kind of is what it is um all those guys are banged up you know what i mean yeah sean looked he looked fucking impeccable in that fight though he kept his back off the cage like he needed to and then landed that step to the side right hand conor mcgregor style it was gorgeous yeah it, it was, it was. Um, I think he looked, he looked nervous at the at the start. To be honest with you, for sure, he de- he looked real nervous. Um, but then once that fight started, it was it was amazing. So it was it was good. Now we go to a Saturday morning card for our uh, East Coasters. I think it starts at like five in the morning. Yep, four a.m. So. for me. I'll be up yeah. too. I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up early and watch this. It means I won't have to watch it with, uh, with my wife breathing down my neck because she she's always like Saturday nights. Let's go do stuff. So I'll get to wake up early. She'll still be sleeping. I'll get to watch the entire thing with a cup of coffee in my hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, at least I get the extra extra hour. So it'll be it'll be good. Um, this is one of those cards where I think it's it's kind of. It doesn't seem the most uh, appealing. It's not the sexiest card, but you know we know how those go. You know, last time the the prelims um, two weeks ago, they were all all bangers. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I'm not sure. Did you watch any of the uh, Road to the UFC where it was the the Asian fighters and they had the tournament out of all of them? I'm I not... did not, dude. They were full of bangers. Like, I mean, some of the... I don't know what the, the, the culture difference is, but over in Asian countries, some of those fighters, like the Muay Thai type of fighters and stuff, they just are cool swanging and banging, man. Like, it's a little different. Like, it just feels like they're a little more action. And we got a couple of those guys on here. Uh, and I watched the Road to the UFC, the, the finales, and I believe the semis and the quarters. 
and they were all great fights. So we have some good prospects on here, just not well-known names for, for you know, uh, us North Americans. So it'll be some people who we don't know, but I think after this card, there'll be some names that we do know. It'll be kind of like uh, Tatsura Tyra. Nobody really knew much about him because he comes from across yeah. the globe, but after a few fights, everyone became pretty accustomed to who the guy was. So we got some good matchups here. Yeah, I got a nice little... Um... I'm going to put together a nice little uh, Japanese parlay. I like that. I think that'll be good. I was so, actually looking at all of them earlier, the the Japanese fighters, and was like, damn, they got they all have a pretty good shot when I was looking over this card. This is the first fight that so, we got. Sungwoo Choi. Uh, he's, I mean, that dude's that dude's a badass who's been around with some some good fighters. Lost to Caceres, Kulabao, and Trezano versus Jarno Ahrens, who just lost to William Gomis. Uh, and before that was not in the UFC. You have any strong lean here? Um, not really. Um, I, I think if if we just look at the uh, pure pedigree, um, Troy has fought the harder competition. Uh, obviously, they have him favored on topology. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, if he could turn it around after after three losses and get a win, um, but you're also looking at trying to snap that that streak. Um, Trezano Trezano is decent, but it's almost like he's been that's a, a step down from from Kulabau. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not really not really too comfortable uh, laying anything either way. Um, if this was something where you just had to uh, take a pick them, you know, I, I might, I don't know, I, I maybe would put something on, on Jarno Aaron's, but I'm not, I'm not feeling any of it. So I'll probably just, uh, like you said, be getting my coffee, kind of getting settled in first thing in the morning while this one's uh, going on. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm kind of a fan of Sung Woo Choi. Um, I watched all of his UFC fights. So he fought uh, Yusuf Zalal, and he beat him. Julian Arosa beat him, and then lost to, obviously, Caceres, Kulabau, and Trezano. I think the dude is, is pretty decent. He's 30 years old. He's not. He's right in his prime. He's not, you know, over the hump here yet. Uh, he does need to get back on track. And I do think he could beat the living shit out of Jarno Aaron's. Um, I think he's a better striker. This is his, his, uh, this will be near his, his home compared to, you know, fighting over in North America, all these other, um, times where he's trained overseas and then, and then had to come over for the fights. I think this is going to be, you know, a little bit better for him in that sense. And I also just think Jarno Aaron's isn't that good. He came up to the UFC and he lost to William Gomis. Uh, not that great of a fighter. We can go look at William Gomis and go look here. William Gomez. Uh, so he's he is had in the UFC. Uh, he beat Francis Marshall by split decision, who we just saw get dominated. He beat Jarno Aaron. So these are his two wins: a guy by split decision that we saw get dominated in his last fight, and then Jarno Aaron, who was a, a UFC debutante in that fight. There. So you know, for me, uh, I don't think. He has a really good uh, loss, if you can call a loss good. And I think Sung Woo Choi is a decent fighter. I think I think he's a top 15 guy, to be honest, at the, the peak of his career. Um, he's got to turn it around here. I think he will. And he's minus 175 on DraftKings. 
I think I'll probably have him in a parlay or two by the end of end of the week. Uh, I'll watch weigh-ins just to make sure he is big, one forty-five pounder. He's six foot, so he's not small. Um, but I like Sung Woo Choi. Oh man, this what is you... this is a chalk. I know, I know, I know. I, I... so we got Na Liang, the Dragon Girl versus JJ Aldrich. This one, I mean, it has to be J.J. Aldridge. I mean. Yeah, it's got to be. I think so, too. I mean, not to take away from Liang, but it's almost like she's she's gotten to the UFC two fights ago. She's lost both of them. She got knocked out in both of them. Granted, um it was a year ago and then two years ago but then you have jj who i mean she lost the decision and then she got subbed by aaron blanchfield so obviously there's nothing nothing um no shame in getting subbed by blanchfield and aldrich has a win over jillian robertson um who i'm a huge fan of um demopolis and uh courtney casey i mean courtney casey isn't yeah, she's not in the right home about, but they're experienced, um, and they could perform uh, under lights. This is to me. This is simple. This is JJ all day. Uh, my only question would be is um, if she can finish her. Uh, I don't think she can. So this, maybe you can get a blend, uh, Aldrich by by decision, but. I wouldn't even add this in a parlay piece because this is something that is so chalk, something free could happen, and this could be something that blows up your parlay. There's not much uh, risk-reward on it. What would the sub number have to be for you to take a, a shot of J.J. Aldridge by sub? Because she doesn't have a submission win, but I think she's just levels above Naliang. I feel like if it was above like plus five hundred, I would have to take a little chunk of that because I think Aldridge finishes her, even though she doesn't have a sub. Knockout by by KO is probably going to be juiced as well because Naliang has gotten knocked out both times she's been in the UFC. But like for you, what do you think? What do you think would get you in the ball game for a sub? Like what price? Um, honestly. Nothing. Nothing. You're keeping your arm's length distance from this one. She's got nine decision wins. Yeah. Zero subs and two two knockouts. Um, there's nothing about her that would make me the only thing that would kinda give me some kind of hope is that Jillian Robertson didn't um didn't sub her out. But stuff. She's got no. She's got nothing. Nothing on her on her record for it. And then the same thing is Liang has eleven sub wins and only two losses. So Liang's better on the ground. Uh, two eyes, um, grappling. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't think she's. JJ is going to get subbed if Robertson didn't do it, but there's no way. There's absolutely no way. It would have to be a free $50 bet. Yeah. Um, 
for me to, you know what I mean? Where somebody said, oh, hey, bye, here you go. I put this bet down for you. And, and that would be it. And I'd be like, oh, that's a waste of money anyway. Yeah, it would. I mean, her by decision is probably going to be something crazy. Like, I don't know what her by decision is going to be. It's going to be like minus 200, minus 250, minus 300, something stupid like that. I don't know, though. I feel like I feel like her buy by sub could be a decent price. We'll see. If it's something big, I'll put like twenty bucks on it and just fucking like watch it. You know, there's no there's no way though. Why would you why would you do that? Because I think Aldrich grapples here. That's why. I think Aldrich grapples here. That's my only reasoning. I, I, I think she could she could lay on her, possibly, but she's not the better grappler. Yeah. But she did she did out grapple Jillian Robertson, who I think is a better grappler than Na Liang. <clears throat> yeah. But I think um, there's a better chance for her to get uh, a ground and pound uh, stoppage. Yeah. I agree. Anything anything else. I mean, ever since she's been in you know, she hasn't gotten a, a finish since, you know, uh was it 2000 2019 knees and punches Whew. yeah well, i'm sorry no 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 that's not that's not correct i apologize 2016 in in fcf yeah what the so, fuck is that exactly exactly um yeah, there's not. Don't waste your money. I, I wouldn't want anybody else to waste their money, um, either. Yeah, it's, I can get it's behind just, that. It's silly. I, I think I can I can find ten different other um, places where you could you could make that same uh, wager of twenty dollars and and have a, a better uh, reward lined up. Um, I do like that. I feel like I feel like. I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like a weird situation. You're going with a girl who never gets finishes over a girl who's only been finished. It's like a weird spot where there's not a lot either direction that you'd want to play. Yeah. Oh, man. I do have a strong opinion on this one. Uh, I Kino Shida uh, is, is his last name. I'm not even going to try to say the rest of it, man. I'm not even going to try to say any of it. Versus Billy Goff. Uh, and my lean here is I think Billy Goff is going to take his head off. Um, probably not, you know, in a, in a knockout or, or crazy fashion. But I think Billy Goff is just going to keep coming and he's going to keep coming and he's going to keep coming. He's going to walk him down. Uh, and we saw Kinoshita get finished by Adam Fugit, who is not a guy that we want to see you getting finished from uh, at a UFC at a UFC, you know, level. And so if he can do that, Billy Goff simply needs to be UFC caliber to do something similar, and I think Billy Goff is. Um, so for me, he's going to be my first underdog of the card, and I'm honestly putting him in a situation similar to Isaac Delgarian, the Midwest Choppa, where it's going to be an early card bet and I like him based on I think he can grapple and I think he can keep pushing the pace and that's kind of 
those are the two parts that I really, really like about Goff's game. He was on Contender Series, uh, if you guys remember him, but for the most part, uh, he's, a, he's a pressure guy, and he's going to get in your face. Almost like eh, kind of a bad comparison, but a little bit Billy Q-ish to where he's just going gonna, gonna to walk through whatever he needs to, and he's going to keep running right at your face. 25 versus 23-year-olds, so young guys too. Um, so, yeah, Billy Goff will be my first bet on the card. Um. So this is gonna be a fun, uh, a fun card. I could already tell with you, um, trying to pronounce stuff. So yeah. you should I, try, I, I man. Mean, give me his, give me I'm his not... full name, Tim. Give me his full name. Yusaku Kinoshida. All right, that's better than me. I'll give you that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect. You but should be the one I, pronouncing them then. I should be. I should be. I'll do the hard ones. You can yeah. do the easy ones. Michael like Olinjeszczak. That one's going to be a big one. All right. So here's here's my thing. This is going to be the first part of my uh, Japanese um, parlay. Granted, he lost to Adam uh, Fugit, but it was kind of, it was it was a stoppage almost from uh, um, six months ago. Um, but before that, he's got a finish on a contender series. And then um, he's got a win in uh, Pancrase. Uh, and then Ryzen, he has a loss in Ryzen, but that's because of a uh, disqualification for grabbing the cage. And then he's got uh, another win in Pancrase. Oh, so you're to betting me, on a cheater it, here, Tim. That's what's going on. No, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's true. But here's the thing. This kid has fought... In Pancrase, he's fought in Ryzen. He was on the Contender Series, won the fight, and then uh, got to the big show, and and he lost. That's fine. I'm going to take the pedigree of somebody that's already fought in Ryzen and Pancrase over somebody that's been fighting in the CES MMA. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and then, and then Cage... Cage titans is that maybe that's what his other thing is that's the next ufc bro that's the next ufc i mean there it to me to me it is um just a pedigree thing um and i think he can he can get this done i I don't it wouldn't surprise me if he gets caught but i I just think you're not fighting guys on the local scene in, in connecticut this guy's fighting um some good people so i'm gonna go kinoshita on this one all right our first our first disagreement of the night i'm going golf and i'll have some money on that money line and you're gonna have kinoshita in a parlay parlay yeah the the japan parlay the japan parlay all right so coming up i looked at this one this one i feel pretty pretty good about so this is uh of course, it's Chinese. I'm better with the Japanese. Kanan Song versus Rolando Bedoya. Um, I like Song in this one. I really, really do. He's he's a moderate dog. Um, we just saw him fight uh, Ian Gary. And granted, he lost that fight and got stopped. He clipped Gary really, really good. 
Um, and before that was two years, two and a half years ago, he lost to Max Griffin, but Max Griffin was a different different person back then. Um, and then he's got uh, two other UFC wins, uh, lost to Alex Morono in the decision. Um, this is going to be the same thing. And this is um, just the pedigree of it. Uh, Bedoya just came into the UFC. His first fight was a loss to Chaos Williams um, three months ago. Granted, the split decision. But before that, he's getting wins um, in the FFC and SFT and just the, the regional and, and lower circuit stuff. And he hasn't really, I don't think he's really been um, all that active. So I'm going to go with the, the more active guy, the more experienced. Um, and and I think that's it's he's a dog, but I think he's going to get it done. Um, what's your thoughts on it? I was struggling with this one up until up until your uh, your spiel. I was I was thinking it was just going to be a hard pass, but I'll take Bedoya um, because he's the favorite and because the age difference. Um, but I kind of agree with your logic that Song has wins in the UFC. Granted, he's over the hump at this point. He's almost 34. He's not going to be getting any better between fights. Uh, and on the flip side, Bedoya is going to be getting much better between fights. But we haven't seen Bedoya pull off a win at the UFC level yet. Um, and so I, I'm going to side with you here. I think I'm going to go uh, Kenan Song as well, the assassin. I don't know if I'll get to betting it. I also like that he's out of uh, Tiger Muay Thai. I don't know if I'll get to betting it, but, you know, for the purposes of having a pick, I'll take him. He's the dog. He has wins at the UFC level. His losses are pretty good. Max Griffin, um, you know, is not the greatest loss, but also Max Griffin is not bad at fighting. Like, Max Griffin is a guy who's, if you're not, uh, you know, a top-level UFC athlete, he's going to give you a run for your money. Like, Max Griffin looked all right against Michael Morales. Granted, Michael Morales, uh, you know, got it done. But Max Griffin, you know, held his own for enough, and I think Michael Morales is a future potential champ. So, you know, Max Griffin is not a bad fighter. Ian Gary, future title contender. Alex Morono, also just an absolute dog. Alex Morono is that guy who, um, you know, looks like he should be working on computers, but he's out there throwing haymakers and, and killing dudes in the octagon. So I don't really I don't really uh, see why I shouldn't take Kanan Song here. So I'll go right along with you, Tim. Kanan Song, yeah. dog money, why not? Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to. I mean, look at the amount of trouble that he he literally almost derailed uh, Gary. Magna could have been that would have been huge. And then if you know what I mean, and then like exactly like he just did with with Magni. I mean, he dog walked him for fifteen minutes. Yep. So. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, that's something you just sprinkle a little bit on. Um, but I think that that could be a nice little a nice little piece. I'd feel more comfortable putting twenty on song to win on the money line than JJ by sub, for example. Bro, I might have to go song by finish and put that twenty on song by finish. You might get some good money on that. What is his? 
uh, I'm pretty sure he's, yeah, so out of his 19 wins, nine of them are by KO, and only two of them are decisions, so he's a finisher. Yeah, he gets it done. All right. Oh, here you go, Tim. Here are the names for you. You better run through these two. Uh, Chidi Njokwani versus Mikhail Oleksiuk. Close. Oleksiuk? Oleksi, Oleksi, yeah. Oh my gosh, I always thought it was Olekeshchek, or Olekeshchek, I don't know. Fucking something that was not what you said was what I thought it was. We can, we can go with Mikal, right, Mikal? Yeah, Mikal versus Chidi. Mikal versus Mikhail, yeah. Mikal versus Chidi. Um, I have a dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a quick little rant here. I think Mikal kills him here. I think this is the best bet of the entire card, is Mikal by absolute destruction here. I think he's probably um, the younger fighter. Well, he is. He's the younger fighter getting better, and I think he's going to land a fucking right hand from hell. Uh, we can look at Chidi's last two fights. He lost to Albert Duraev and lost to Gregory Rodriguez, um, two guys who hit pretty hard, two guys who are pretty good fighters. But I think Mikel has the the striking to put him away here. I think Mikel could also go down a weight class, but that's a different – that's a complete different – uh, talk for another day. I just think he's going to get him out of there real quick. Mikel was fighting uh, Kyle Baralho in his last fight, who Baralho is an absolute animal. But he was putting some yeah, combinations right. on him. Mikel was putting some combinations on him. And then he beat Cody Brundage, Sam Alvey, lost to Dustin Jacoby, and he beat Shamil Gazmatov before that. I'm a Mikel truther for a little bit here. Uh, and I think in this spot against the 35-year-old Chidi, this is the spot for me, I think. I think this will be the one that uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have the most dough on will be Mikel by knockout. Well, I'm, I think I'm completely lying on that. I got about three or four other spots on this card that I'm going to be pretty passionate about. But Mikel's my boy in this fight, I think. I think, Tim, uh, do you have a different opinion? Um, I'm not going to... This might be something that I take the I take the under, um, under two and a half. Darius was a split decision, so one judge thought he won that fight. So with that being said, and losing, you know, getting stopped by by Rodriguez. I don't I don't know, man. Uh, Todorovic, he's got the the win over who's who's. Decent, you know, Mark Andre Barrio and and Mario Sousa. I don't know. I, this I think this could be a a dog fight. To be honest with you, um, granted he is older, um, but if you look at if you look at which one we'll call it, Mikal's last three fights. Brundage, okay, he's got the win. Baralo, he got subbed by. Okay, that's a young guy coming up. Uh, before that, Sam Alvey. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Shitty, that's a shitty, shitty fight. Dustin Jacoby. Uh, Dustin Jacoby's kind of resurrecting himself, but that's nothing too special. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think somebody's going to get knocked out. I don't know who it's going to be, though. It's going to be cheating. Uh, it, dude, I, I'm telling you, Tim, 
Mikey O's hands are so much better than what I thought they were. I was I faded him for like his first two UFC fights. So when he fought Shamil and when he fought Dustin Jacoby, and his hands are so good, Tim. I'm actually amazed that he's not like doing better than he than I than he is in the UFC. His boxing but, is fucking crisp. I know, but he's he's also three inches shorter. He's got a six inch uh, reach disadvantage. You know, can yeah. he get close? That's going to be a thing. Can he get close? And we're talking a six inch reach advantage. We just saw Sean and and Aljo when it's a one inch reach advantage. How much of a difference that made? It made yeah. a difference between connecting and staying in the fight and and getting dropped in the fight ending. So, uh, is, if it's that close. Um, I would like to see what it is, what they they open up at uh, to get the win by knockout. But that one, I'm kind of I'm kind of going to be Switzerland in it. I I think if I had uh, to be forced to, to pick a guy, I would say I would say um, I go and Jaquani. Fair Shitty enough. And bang bang. Fair enough. I just, dude, I just think Mikey O is going to run in there with his with his inside of the, the, the clinch or inside of the range boxing and throw up some combos that we haven't seen because the man's got snappy striking. And I think he's going to put him away, but I'll look and see what him by knockout is. If it's like plus 150 or better, I'll probably take Mikey O by knockout. Um, it for sure will that. be better. It will for sure be better than plus 150. I don't know. His win condition is usually knockout. If he doesn't knock people out, he usually doesn't win. Let's see what his... Well, Let me check this out. Yeah, he's got 13 knockout wins, 4 decision wins. We'll see, though. If it's if it's better than plus 150, I'll even be, be more pumped about it. Oh, man. This is quite a fight. All right. So here we go. Uh, Toshiomi Kazama versus Garrett Armfield. So this is going to be uh, part two of my Japanese uh, parlay. Um, guys are pretty much the same, same age. Um, almost the same amount of fights. Uh, ten and three uh, for Kazama and uh, eight and three for Armfield. To be to be honest with you, uh, on paper, neither one of these guys really um, look that great um, record-wise. You know, for being for being that young and, and having the, the three losses each. Um, they both dropped two of their last five, but at the same time, um, I think I think the experience and uh, just the the training regiments and, and where these guys are, are coming out of. Um, I'm gonna go Kazama, and I'm gonna go Kazama um, by a finish. I think both these guys are animals. And I think it's it's gonna end in a finish uh, either way. Kazama um, only has two decision wins. He's got three knockouts and five subs. The 
only thing that scares me is two of his losses. He got knocked out. Um, and then on the, uh, the other side of the arm field, he, uh, I mean, the kid's got five knockouts as well, two sub wins, um, and he's got two submission losses. So I think both these guys are finishers. Um, I'm just leaning towards Kazama uh, to get the finish. I, I think he's going to be the, the better athlete. Yeah, so Kazama was one of those guys I was impressed with on road to the UFC. Uh, he got knocked out in the finals by in that last loss, first round, but that guy is a stud. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think I think uh, to show me Kazama is the guy here. I think he's probably going to uh, put a pace on Garrett Armfield in that first. Garrett Armfield, in my opinion, is going to need to grapple. I do like that Garrett Armfield is from Killcliff. So one thing I do really like, uh, Killcliff's a pretty good gym. So it's one thing I do like, but Garrett Armfield's also dropping down from from 145. He's coming down to 135 for the first time in his UFC career, um, and so that could be a that could be a possible issue. He's doing it in Singapore. That could be another issue. Um, and I'm just I'm just feeling good about uh, Kazama here and his odds. And I liked him as a fighter too. He's kind of a, a flashy. Um, he's fun to watch. He brings it every single time. And I think he could honestly catch that, you know, fresh 135 chin after a heavy, heavy weight cut from, you know, his usual 145. I think he could catch him. So I'm going to agree with you here. I think Kazama gets it done probably by finish as well. Yeah. Um, you gotta remember too, this is in Singapore. Yeah. So it's, going to be they're going to be cheering on um the asian fighters um as as much as possible their guys so for I sure it, i don't think it's going to matter if you're from uh south korea china japan they're gonna they're gonna get behind their guys um, i agree we got a good so, one here heavyweight fight waldo cortez that, acosta uh, and lucas brzezki this is going to be go. Yeah, you heard me there, Tim. This is this is going to be my second leg of the Poland parlay. You got the Japanese parlay, I got the Poland parlay. We're going Mikey O and Lucas Brzezki. Um Brzezki lost to Carl Williams, who if you've seen that guy fight, you know he's like a, a freight train and he lost to Martin Boudet by split decision. Martin Boudet's a beast. Martin Boudet is on a six-fight UFC winning streak, if I remember right. Martin Boudet is a potential top 10 UFC fighter right now, which, I mean, if you watch him fight, you're like, how? Uh, but he is. It's just kind of the reality of the situation. Brzezki took him to a split decision and then got beat by Carl Williams. Carl Williams, you know, like I said, uh, weirdly amazing wrestler. Beat a, a national champion wrestler in the Contender Series from Penn State, like a very, very good wrestler uh, from Penn State. So, for me, I think Brzezki can just outstrike him here. I really do. Waldo Cortez Acosta, uh, he lost his last fight to Marcus Rogerio de Lima. Before that, he beat Chase Sherman, Jared Vandera, and then on the contender series, Danilo Suarez. If you know Jared Vandera and you know Chase Sherman, you know that they both fucking suck balls. And for me, I think Brzezki's the clear side here. Uh, at plus, I believe, let me go check the DraftKings to find the exact for you guys right now. 
He is plus 205 right now. So I'll have a parlay of Mikey O and Brzezinski in there somewhere. I have a feeling, Tim, you're not going to agree with me here. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Woo! Um, let's go. Uh, Chase Sherman. <laughs> I know his doppelganger. Um, and he's actually... <laughs> actually recording right now um on this with me hey dude that's um, a fucking insult to me to be honest chase sherman looks like gosh he looks like he has anger issues and like punches his wife in between monsters uh, he might he <laughs> might you never know he might chase then, if you're listening then, i'm sorry by the way chase i didn't then, mean that vandera another i mean you're talking you're talking guys um especially with vandera who's almost 50 50 uh on the records so yep and, and then you got you know rodrigo de lima who's who's 20 and 8 i mean i i get it at the heavyweight um you're talking you know anybody can shut the lights out but carl williams uh seven and one he beat uh Brzezinski. Uh died ten and one. Um he got uh um before that he was on a contender series. He's he got uh why did they uh make that a draw? I don't know. Or was that a no No so, I can't remember. It looks like it was a no contest for some reason. Alright, but but before that he's fighting guys, you know, um that are that are three and one, um, ten and five. So that's not great. That was on uh, contender series. But then you're going ten and one, and seven and one. You're dropping fights to guys that are up and coming, um, and and just straight hammers. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I am with Bresky um, all day. Um, and I think he gets the finisher. You think he finishes him? You think he knocks him out? Yeah, I I do. I'd be more inclined I, to decision, I think. You think so? I don't know. Both these guys, it feels like once they got to the UFC level, they've been going to decisions. Like Brzezinski went to decisions. Cortez Acosta went to decisions once they got to the UFC level. But it also feels like that spot where Brzezinski could finally impose his power on someone. You know what I mean? I don't I think, know. I think, I think he can. I think he can. I mean, listen... These guys are both uh, 250 pounders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, both of them are 6'4", and they can lay the lay the, the Polish power and the, the Dominican power. I just... I don't know. I think there's there's a lot on the line here for Bresky. I think he needs a win. He really, really needs a win. And I think he needs a finish, to be honest with you. Yeah, and on top of that, Cortez Acosta was like, looked real shitty in that Diego or Lima fight. Like he had his his moments, but for the most part, he was just getting chopped up and and hit at range. And Lima has never really struck me as like an incredibly good striker. And Brzezinski, he's not a good striker, but he's got he's got weapons and he's got length. So I feel like he's got a shot yeah. at just pressing Acosta, keeping him on the back foot. And honestly, landing some hooks here and there and, and keeping it looking good in the judges. And also, like you said, man, he could. They're 250 pounds. Land a hook and you might put him away. 
Yeah, you also got to understand, too, there's, I mean, he's been, he's on the Contender Series, he got to finish, right? Um, he won a decision in Bellator. Um, he got two knockouts in, in LFA. Um, yeah. And then he's got two decisions um, uh, in in the UFC. It's almost like when he gets to that higher stage, um, you know, he can't, he can't, he just can't finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he if he gets stopped, um, to be honest with you. And this is, you know, um, uh, Cortez uh, Acosta. Even though he's, I mean, his record his record looks nice, but it's not it's not anything fancy. You know, what I mean, there's there's not killers on there, and and it's I been think padded it's gonna, it's, for sure. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna show, and I think he could get exposed. And it wouldn't surprise me if Reski uh, shuts the lights off. I agree, man. This is gonna be my other big spot of the night. Uh, so I liked Michael O, and I like Junior Tafa the exact same way. I think he's going to Parker Porter is gonna come in and try to wrestle him, and I think Tafa is gonna stuff one or two takedowns early. And I think he's going to take his fucking head off like something we haven't seen before. I think Junior Taffa has some different level striking. We've seen um, his brother, Justin Taffa, and I believe they're trained by Mark Hunt. But Junior Taffa has some legitimate boxing. Mark Hunt had really nice boxing, but his was kind of funky. He was a fat guy. Junior Tafa, it's a little different. He's a little slicker. He's a little bit smarter with it. He's a little bit, uh, he flows better with it. I think Junior Tafa, um, you know, he lost his UFC debut against uh, Muhammad Usman. And before that, he had, you know, some rising wins, some brave wins. Um, but I think Junior Tafa is the goods. He only has five UFC fights. He's 26 years old, almost 27, getting better every fight. He got taken down a bunch in that Usman fight. I think he's going to learn from that. I don't think Parker Porter is going to be able to do that to him. And I think he's going to shut his lights out uh, first round, in my opinion. I'm pretty, pretty strong on this Junior Tafa first round knockout here. Um, and I do feel like it does help that Parker Porter got beat by Justin Tafa. So Justin Tafa yeah. knocked him out five months ago. Justin Tafa's not that good. Justin Taffa is not that good. In my opinion, Junior Taffa is better. But, you know, that's a conversation that, that is, you know, age old. Which brother's better, Nate or Nick? That sort of a thing. But for me, Junior Taffa, slicker boxing, better athlete than his brother Justin. And I think he's going to do the exact same thing that, that Justin did to Parker Porter. Stuff a takedown. Land a hook. Watch Parker Porter fall over. Jump on his back. Pound him out. End of story. I think it's pretty binary here. Parker needs to wrestle if he's going to survive. Junior needs to keep it on the feet if he's going to survive. I think Junior does it, gets it done, and makes it look easy, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one, too. Um, I just don't. First of all, let, let's be realistic here. When he fought um, Muhammad Usman, uh, Muhammad Usman is is huge right yeah he's he's a big guy he's fit um on steroids yeah uh, uh, he could be on the sauce i'm not i'm not saying if 
if he is or not. Um, and it might not seem like a huge, huge difference, but Usman is 34. Um, Parker is is 38. Uh, it might not seem that that big, especially you know uh, at uh, at heavyweight, but that's a huge age gap. And I think um, the difference here of being 26 and uh, with Tafa and 38 of Parker Porter, I, I just think he's he's going to have much more uh, gas in the tank. Uh, Junior Tafa is. He's going to be able to outpace him. I, I don't see a path for Parker Porter, to be honest with you. Same here. Um, I, yeah, I think Parker Porter gets stopped um, stopped as well. And it wouldn't surprise me if it is if it is uh, a left from Tafa, just like his, uh, his brother did uh, less than six months ago. They've got the read. It's going to be it's going to be easy. In my yeah, opinion, that, that's, uh, I, yeah, I, I am um, 100% with you on that. All right. Pretty easy fight to break down, I thought. This fight's oh, a little yeah. more interesting. This fight is much more interesting, uh, Tim. For you, it might be. Um, I already know I already know what I'm doing. So What are you doing? Um, I am all over Blanchfield by sub. Um, without, without a doubt. Um, I just, I think it's, I think we're, we're a little bit, um, still kind of awestruck by Talia Santos getting a, uh, a split decision uh, loss to Shevchenko. Um, but uh, we've also seen Valentina kind of being so dominant, you, you kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit um, and don't put in, in the performances that we know she can. Um, before that, she's got a, a sub over Joanne Calderwood, or now Joanne Wood, um, Roxanne Mataferi, Jillian Robertson, she's got a decision win, and Molly McCann, she's got a decision win. Whatever. Uh, you know, we have Aaron Blanchfield, who I think is uh, 100% going to be a champion. Uh, went over on Drage. She subbed McCann in friggin' no time. Uh, subbed JJ Aldrich with a standing guillotine. Uh, Miranda Maverick, she went to distance. And uh, Al Parshi uh, went to distance with. So you're looking at Aaron Blanchfield, who has five fights um, in the last. Uh, just under two years. So last year, year and 10 months, year and 11 months. Whereas Tali Santos has, uh, she's had two fights in that time frame. Three fights. I'm sorry. So three fights. Um, active, on a roll, um, younger, uh, better grappler. I am, I am all over 
Blanchfield bicep. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a quick one. So I was texting you about this money line. I texted you I think like a month ago and said Blanchfield is minus one forty right now. What the fuck? And I still stand by that. I think Blanchfield everything she's shown us leads me to believe she is just the female Khabib Nurmagomedov. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what she's drinking down there in New York. I don't know what she's eating, horse meat, something. I don't know. But this girl can grapple like I have never seen uh, a, a women's MMA fighter grapple before. And that's including Tatiana Suarez. I think Blanchfield is a different level. I do. I think Blanchfield is a different level. Um, she blows me away when I watch her fight, man. Tatiana Suarez is, is, you know, great, great grappler. She's not the athlete Blanchfield is anymore. Blanchfield is, is an up-and-coming 24-year-old athlete. The issue I run into is looking at Talia Santos's wins. Joanne Wood, Roxanne Modafferi, Jillian Robertson, Molly McCann. Jillian Robertson, pretty good grappler. Roxanne Modafferi, pretty good grappler. Joanne Wood, not as good of a grappler. It makes me have pause for concern. But then I just think back on what I saw Aaron Blanchfield do in her last five fights. And I think I'm just beyond on board with minus 140 money line. I'll stick to money line because I think Santos might be good enough to not get subbed. Uh, she might just get controlled for two of the three rounds. But it, it I don't know. It scares me. I think Blanchfield definitely can get the sub here. It's just a little dicey between sub and decision for me. So Blanchfield is, is easily the pick. And honestly, uh, this could be one of those money lines that we look back on and laugh at. You know, minus 140. We see that when she's a champion and think, wow, she was minus 140 against Talia Santos. That's pretty crazy. Um, so I'll have some on that minus 140 for certain. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I just, I I don't know. I, I think she's going to finish her. I, I think if she if she gets a decision, right, um, it, it'll, it'll kind of keep her you know, on that, that trajectory where she's going to be an all-star. If she gets a finish over Tati Santos, she's going to be fighting for the for her, the title probably next. The, her next fight. Next, for certain. And it'll probably, it just depends if Grasso beats Shevchenko. But if Grasso beats Shevchenko and Blanchfield is the next challenger, Blanchfield is going to put her on her ass and hold her there for five straight rounds unless she gets a finish and she probably gets a finish in a round or two in my opinion i think grasso is an easy fight for blanchfield and now when is when is uh they're fighting at noche ufc noche so that's coming up yeah yep what's the uh i wonder what the money line is for blanchfield to be champion by the end of 2024. Oh, by 2024. If it's plus money, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something on that. Let me look here. Blanchfield. Gotta go all the way down here. Women's. This is straw weight, right? 
No, not this is fly, fly, fly. Wait, she's plus three fifty. That's, <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good bet. I don't see who beats her. I mean, Shevchenko is the best option there. But if if Shevchenko beats Grasso, they'll have to run the the rematch again. It'll be um, unless Dana White's becomes a dick, which he sometimes does that after a champion. But nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see. I, I don't. I don't want to see Grasso if Shevchenko wins. I don't want to see Grasso Shevchenko again. I, I really don't. It depends if Shevchenko wins it clearly. If she like knocks her out or something, then definitely don't run it back. Uh, but if it's like a decision and it's like, you know, 40, 49, 46, or 48, 47, then it might be worth running back again. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it is. I think um this is exactly uh what Shevchenko needed. We just saw it with Izzy. Uh, when you're on a run, it's 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 tough. But I think she can finish her, uh, restake her her claim as the champ, and then um, fight Blanchfield. But at the same time, does does Shevchenko wants to fight Blanchfield? That's a tough. That's the toughest fight right now. Is is Blanchfield for for Shevchenko? I think. Blanchfield's the toughest fight at this at this 125 division, period. She is another world of grappler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you here. I think I think she gets it done against Santos. Santos is tough though. Santos is, is real athletic, so it'll definitely be a really good if if Blanchfield even has an ounce of fraud in her, she's getting fraud checked here. No doubt in my mind. So if she's not who we think she is, she'll get fraud checked. I just think she is exactly who we think she is. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think so. Um, hundred percent. If she gets, here's the thing though. If she gets, if she gets uh, stopped or it goes to, uh, she loses by decision. Then they're gonna say, did they rush her? Was it too much too soon? But I think she will be a a champion um, sooner rather than later. I think she definitely will be a champion, no matter the outcome of this fight. This could be that one fight she needs to lose, or you know, the next one might be. She might need to lose one. She's twenty four. Usually, fighters are in their prime between twenty eight and thirty two. You know. Yeah, I mean, she's dropped one, but I mean, the way she's just running through people lately. I mean, the the Andrade. Uh, McCann, McCann was a was a, a a joke. That was that was probably one of the that was like plus three something. I got hurt to sub McCann. Dude, her um, control in those grappling positions is like next level. Like she was able to hold that crucifix and hold that position. It's it's insane. It's crazy. We don't see that very often. No, but that's that's the whole thing too, and, and it. It makes it easier, and that's why when we just had um, McCann just fought, and the girl she was fighting, all of her all of her wins were submission. Um, yep. What do you think is gonna happen? She's gonna. We already saw how easily uh, McCann got sucked, so that's the path for victory. She got her. Yeah. So we'll see. I I really do like her by submission though. Okay, we'll see what that what that price is. 
because that's probably it's that or decision will be the two most likely outcomes. So those will be the two uh, most yeah. juiced odds. But this next fight is uh, I am going to probably spend twenty seconds talking about this. I think Rinyan Nakimura is going to Whoa, take his head off. Perfect. Thanks, Tim. That was I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I was literally looking at it going, how the fuck am I going to pronounce this with confidence? And then I pronounced it with confidence, and it worked. Um, Yeah, I think he's going to take Fernie Garcia's head off. I think it's going to be quick, and I think he's the real deal. Uh, He's minus 700, and I think he probably looks minus 700. I think the hybrid is probably going to make quick work here. Um, He was the guy who we talked about earlier beating – who was that? Uh – this guy Kazama from the the down oh, the yeah. card, and yeah. so I watched their road to the UFC fight, and uh, Nakamura is a beast. I think he wins here. He wins here easily, and that's all I've got. Yeah, I'm 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 there uh, with you. Uh, Fernie Garcia lost to Brady Highstand um, and Journey Newsome. Um, nothing. Nothing really to, to write home about. Um, I think this is going to be under a round um, and a finish. So I'm there with you. And this is the last leg in my uh, Japanese parlay. So, yeah, I don't think we really have to spend spend much more more time on it. Uh, this, kid's, this kid's the real deal, I think. Um Go to UFC, uh, two fights on there. Um, made his UFC debut with a finish. Um, kids legit. 28 years old. Um, just prime, prime, ready to, to rock and roll at 135. He's the goods, man. He's he's the goods off this card. I mean, there's a few prospects here, like Blanchfield, uh, this kid and then you know junior Tafa maybe if you think if you believe in him as a as a prospect but I don't think I don't think there's there's uh, anyone else on this card that that really compares to Blanchfield and Nakamura they're both beasts all right um, this one this one I'm really uh, pumped for as well you have a strong uh, lean yeah oh yeah uh uh, Giga Chikadze versus Alex Caceres. Um, Giga, for me, all day. Um, I think I think he's going to win. And not only do I think he's going to win, I think he is going to get um, a finish. Uh, these guys are same same age. Um, Giga's a little bit, little bit bigger. Um... Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, a little bit bigger. Um, not really a big reach advantage, but the difference is, Giga's gonna throw kicks that are absolutely out of this world. Granted, he lost to Calvin Cater. That was that was a. I thought that was a, a really good fight. Nothing wrong with dropping one to Calvin Cater. A year and a half ago, that was kind of uh, a long layoff. But uh, like I said, Cater Cater put it on him. Uh, before that, he's got a win over Barboza, uh, Cub Swanson, 
Kyle Swanson was the one where it was the he kicked him right to the body and then that was it. There's nothing he could do. Um, and he's Jamie Simmons head kick to to ground and pound. Omar Morales uh, decision. This guy is legit and his kicks are vicious. Alex Caceres, he got a decision win over Pineda, um, which was, you know, it was a decent fight. He's got a, a finish over Julian Rosa. Um, before that, uh, Sadiq Youssef, he lost to, and then uh, he won, uh, has a win over Choi, who's uh, starting this card off. And then he's got to win over Crew. The Bruce Leroy uh, Ultimate Fighter, um, it, it's it, it's worn off. Um, I think this is kind of the end of the road for him. Um, I, I think he's going to get finished. I think he'll have a couple a couple more fights, but I think Gigas gets back on track here. Um, and I think I think he's he's gonna gonna right the wrong of of losing to Calvin Cater and then start making you know try and charge up. Um, I think he's gonna do it, and I think he's gonna be uh, phenomenal and just gonna look great uh, doing it. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, man. I think you probably covered exactly uh, uh, what I was gonna say because I think. Caceres is, you know, primarily going to win distance striking fights. And if there's anyone who's going to be better at a distance striking fight than anyone else at the 145 division, it's probably going to be Giga Chikadze. Um, Cater got in his face, pushed him against the cage, you know, made it a dirty fight. That's why he won. I don't know if Cater would have won at a distance kickboxing range uh, fight. And Caceres, you know, good fighter, um, well-rounded guy. If it goes to the ground, he has functionable wrestling, functionable jiu-jitsu, but he doesn't have functional wrestling to take down Giga Chikaze, in my opinion. Um, and I think Giga's going to pick him apart on the feet. We saw what Giga did to Edson Barboza, and I think that's yeah. the only fight that you need to really know how it went and, and watch to feel comfortable with Giga Chikadze in this in this position because if Giga Chikadze can dispose of Edson Barboza like he did, I don't think Caceres is the level of striker that Edson Barboza is, and I don't think Caceres is going to be able to take Chikadze down. So, you know, pretty easy for me here. He's minus 240, I think, on DraftKings. He'll be in some parlays for me. I think it's probably going to be an easy one for him. Uh, three-rounder where he controls the range, kicks, punches, jab. Um, yeah, Chikadze all day, in my opinion. I mean, not for not for nothing. I mean, he's got... You're talking he made his, his UFC debut. Um, let's see. Uh, well, he was on The Ultimate Fighter in 2010. So it's, he's had a long, a long career um, with the UFC. I just don't think. I think it's. I think it's just not. You know what I mean? To try and make this this run, um, at, at 
this age with with his record um and and who he's i mean it's tough because his last loss was to Sadiq Yusuf, right? Yep. Decent but guy. Beating, yeah, but beat like in a decision over over Daniel Pineda um, isn't really gonna do it. If he can if he can get a win here, now it's a different story. But I think I think Giga took off uh, the amount of time they did to reset. And to kind of get back on track because he's the same age. He knows he doesn't. This is going to be his last chance to to make the run. He needs this win, um, and and he needs to to get it in dominant fashion. So I'll do Giga by by knockout. Yeah, I'm here with you. I think I think that's a good bet, and I think that's probably uh, how it goes. Man, this one this um, one's fun. I'm super- I'm super, I'm super pumped. Um, I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick, so so I'll let you go first. Yeah, so uh, for me here, um, I've seen Anthony Smith's last two fights. We saw him against Johnny Walker, and we saw him against Magomed Ankalaev. Uh, and in Span's last fight, he lost to Nikita Krylov, who in my opinion is you know a top seven guy at, at 205 pounds we saw him beat dominic reyes we saw him beat ion kutalaba he lost to anthony smith two years a year and yeah two years ago pretty much uh and then we saw him beat misha Serkinov. for me uh ryan span made a massive jump between this ion kutalaba and dominic reyes fight uh and Within that same time frame, Anthony Smith dropped off into something I've never seen Anthony Smith look like. We saw him fight Magomed Ankalaev, and then I saw him fight Johnny Walker, and he looked like he didn't want to be out there. He looked like he was done fighting. He was saying stuff about Johnny Walker attacking his family uh, that didn't make any sense in the middle of the fight. He wasn't looking sharp. He wasn't looking prepared. He wasn't able to get anything going. Uh, And I think if that's going to be the case, then Ryan Spann is probably going to put you out. The the money line has got me a little bit bit up in arms here. I don't know if Spann should be the the favorite here. If he moves to the underdog, I would be more than likely, um, you know, balls deep on that. But him... At minus 120 to minus 140 is a bit scary for me, considering it's still Ryan Spann, and you don't really know if he cares about his career. He has the athletic ability due to six foot five, 82 inch reach. He has some recent good wins: Ion Kutalaba, Dominic Reyes. You know, so some wins that put him on the map. Uh, I'm not comfortable betting his money line yet, but I do think he wins this fight uh, more often then Anthony Smith wins this fight. And I know you're an Anthony Smith Smith fan and truther, so I have a feeling I know where this is going. Yeah, I'm I'm Anthony Smith um all day. Here's here's my my reasoning. Um what happens to to Ryan Span is he does really, really well. Uh Serkinov, he he won, right? Then, then he steps up and fights Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith 
chokes him out. Right? So then he goes back down, you know, uh, he's got a win over Kutalaba, right? And he's got a win over Dominic Reyes, who has lately been a, a punching bag. Um, and then he steps back up in competition, and he gets choked out. So there's a difference uh, um, for me, right? When you look at that record, every time you step up, you get choked out. Now, granted, Anthony Smith, uh, last five, he's got a, a sub over Devin Clark. Okay. Jimmy Crute. All right. He's got another win over Ryan Spann, who who he finished. Uh, and the last two, uh, Uncle I have fought for a title, correct? Yeah. Okay. It, granted, it was a, a draw. Um, Johnny Walker, uh, one win away from fighting for a title? Yep. Probably, right? Um, and then if you, you expanded out even more, uh, Anthony Smith. Uh, lost to um, to to Glover, right? Yep. Champ. So you're looking at guys that he's losing to and coming off of a nasty injury. Don't forget he broke he broke um, his foot in that Ankalaya fight, right? Yeah. So you can't. We don't know how that fight would have would have ended up. Um. And I think he still had had an issue um, with his foot. There was something wasn't hundred percent right. If it was mental, um, when he went in and fought Johnny Walker, but Johnny Walker turned turned a, a page ever since going to SBG. He is phenomenal, right? I think, um, to be honest with you, I think I think he's gonna get it done, and and. Do I think he could finish him? I think he could finish Span. I really, really do. Um, so before, right after he lost to Glover, right? He fought, he lost, he went to a decision with Rakic. One fight away from, once he gets back, from probably fighting for a title. So there's no, before that, he's got a win over Gustafson. Before, lost to John Jones, but he went to a decision with John Jones. This guy is fighting the absolute best of the best. Um, and you're talking since, I mean, he lost to Thiago Santos in 2018. Beat Rashad Evans. Beat uh, Rua. Beat uh, Ozdemir. Lost to John Jones. Beat Gustafson. There's, no, there's nothing about Anthony Smith that, that you can't, uh, give him credit for when it comes to fighting the toughest guys and everything like that. But it's the opposite. This is where Anthony Smith takes a step down in level that Jimmy Crute, that Ryan Spann, that Devin Clark, and, and he finishes them. He finishes them. And then he goes to try and, and, and get another title shot. That's That's what happens. That's what he is going for. Um, I think I, I you got to go with with Anthony Smith here, man. And I'm gonna go with Anthony Smith by finish. I just don't think 
Anthony Smith can deal with the athlete, uh, the specimen that is Ryan Spann at this point in his career. Spann, when he beat him two years ago, um, I don't think he was the fighter he is now, but then again, it's it's still Anthony Smith in there somewhere. Uh, it's still the guy who we saw uh, decline the belt. He declined the belt. Do you remember that? When yeah. John Jones yeah. kneed him in the face on the ground, and he, he said, fuck it, I'm not going to pull a Al Jermaine. And that was like two weeks after Al Jermaine. He said, I'm not pulling an Al Jermaine. And, and he got no, back up that was the fight. Weeks. It was that not was two weeks, week. but it was a couple. I think it was like within the same year. After Al Jermaine won the belt via... No. Yeah, I swear to God. Let's find this out. What are you talking about when he fought John Jones? Yes. He fought that John was... Jones. Dude, John Jones just fought for the first time in, in three years. All right, 2019. Let's find out when Al yeah. Sterling got the title. Last year? Not fucking last year. If I'm... I could be very wrong on this. We'll see. 2021 you're right i was i was a year off i was a fucking year off Damn. you were two years off i was a year off so we'll we'll split the difference a year and a half all right yeah that was a long i was gonna say dude there's no way otherwise i missed a whole whole <laughs> year of dude it's, it's crazy though because we see anthony smith fought a month ago it does not feel like he fought a month ago it feels like he fought six months ago you know what i mean I like it time is fucking weird as an mma fan but yeah, um, I know they all seem like they were they just fought. I I know what you're saying. Yeah, but Ryan Span for me here, I think he's just going to be too big, too strong, uh, and his grappling's gotten a lot better. So for me, it'll be Span. But like I said earlier, uh, I'm just I'm not really comfy with that money line. So I'll probably pass, and maybe if it gets to dog money, I'll look at it then. Um, but yeah, I'll take Span. I, I think I think the guy that's going to come in in better shape is going to be Anthony Smith. We'll see. He looked awful in his last fight. That's my only issue. That's my biggest I, issue here is he looked so bad. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna look phenomenal. I just got that. I just got that feeling. You know, you get that feeling. I um, I would love to cheer it, for him too. He lives. He's from Omaha, Nebraska, which is two hours away from me. I would love yeah. to cheer for the guy. Yeah, I think I think Superman Span is 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 probably gonna get choked out, bro. To be honest with you, dude. If we're being honest, I'll probably not have any money on this, and I might cheer for that. Even though my pick is Span, I might cheer for Anthony Smith here. I like Lionheart. Uh, he's been a good a good veteran in the UFC. Company guy, does his job, gets in there, fights. Oh man. This is I feel I feel like we missed uh missed a a big what if with the Korean zombie when he was gone for that four years or whatever it was. Let me find out exactly what it was. Uh when he was when was this? Remember when he had to do that and he was gone for forever? Yeah, yeah. The mandatory yeah, mandatory yep. um twenty thirteen after Jose Aldo, he did not fight until twenty seventeen. So we lost like four or three years, whatever the math is. I don't know. Four years, it looks like, of this man's career when he was like 28, 27. I feel like we missed out on what could have been here because he's got the skill set, man. He's got the the skill set. Uh, and I'm going to have a little bit of money on him by knockout here. 
only because the price is going to be fucking absurd. The yeah. price is going to be like plus 1200 or something for, for the Korean zombie by knockout because Holloway doesn't get knocked out, number one. And Chansung Jung um, is plus 520 on the money line. So I'll have a little bit on him by knockout. Uh, other than that, Holloway probably paces him and boxes him up because Holloway is the, the second best 145-pounder on the planet. <laughs> and he's never going to beat Alexander Volkanovsky, but he's just going to beat everyone else. So uh, I'll take – I think Max Holloway wins the fight, but from a betting perspective, I'll have a little bit of dough on, on the Korean zombie by knockout. Here's here's the, the issue. Um – Everybody is is betting um, heavy on um, Max because of the way the zombie looked last fight against Volk, and he got stopped. That's Volk, man. Um, that's the whole thing, and and. Before that, he he won uh, a fight over Danny Gay and then lost a decision to Ortega. Not for nothing, how did Max Holloway look in his last fight against uh, against Volk? He didn't look that much better, to be honest with you. He got the fuck beat um, out of him. I think I think the first two the first two um, first two fights were close. The third one wasn't even. Uh, wasn't even close by by any means um and then he took uh max took arnold allen to a decision max won the second fight oh. i just i just gotta get out that get that out of here max beat volk the second time that's fine that's fine um uh, unfortunately for you um uh, the judges didn't agree with you yeah that was sad so, man but here's here's the thing he's he's never been knocked out and he's taken a lot of punishment at what point is is he gonna get cracked and here's the thing here's the thing he's already he was talking before about going up to 155 why are we not at 155 anymore yeah he you needs know? to uh, man he's he needs what, to what happened what happened with um going up to 155 um you know so for me him not going up to to 155 um concerns me if he's having an issue with with the cuts um i think i think that could be a problem the amount of punishment and this is going to be a, a a really really tough fight um am i going to bet uh the Korean zombie by finish, no. Am I gonna bet him money line? Yeah, I think I think I am. I might do the same. I was I'll probably have a little bit of both, a little bit of knockout and a little bit of him on the money line because plus five hundred, man. Uh, we're talking. We're talking the way judging has been. Um, and we know how tough he is. And you can't say, oh, oh, Volk didn't even want to fight him anymore. Yeah, Volk wanted the fight to be over. Yeah. So, 
I think I think he's I think he's he's tough. Um, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a better uh, fight than everybody thinks. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than what everybody thinks. Yeah, because here's the thing too, man. Is uh, Holloway, you know, Arnold Allen. If I remember right, Arnold Allen was like plus one one fifty against Max Holloway because I went and watched that fight. Holloway was like minus minus one seventy five or minus two hundred. I think I think the Korean Zombie can do anything that Arnold Allen can do and more, in my opinion. Uh, and then Max's win before that was Yair Rodriguez. Yair took two rounds off of him. What can Yair do? That the Korean Zombie can't. Maybe those flashy kicks. Maybe those those crazy yeah. elbows. That. But other than that, the Korean Zombie beat him for five rounds until the last second of that fight. He was on his way to a 50-45 decision win over Yair Rodriguez. Max, uh, you know, dropped two rounds. It looked competitive. It looked close. Um, you know, it looked like a closer than what we thought was normal fight for Max Holloway. So... I can't fault you for picking the Korean Zombie based on the price here. Uh, I'm doing that. I'll pick. I'll pick him. You know, I'll take a little bit on his money line. I'll take a little bit on the knockout here. And I think it's also his retirement fight. You know, I think this is probably his last fight. He he just lost his his uh, his shot at the belt. He's gonna be 36 and yeah, he's 36 years old. After this, what's left for him? Not a lot. So yeah. for me. Uh, I think I think you got to bet Korean Zombie. If you don't bet Korean Zombie, there's nothing to bet here. I I think correct. Um, I think also that you can't say is uh, his title aspirations are over. If he gets a win over Max Holloway, and and Volk fights Taporia, and then and go vacates if he wins or loses, and then he goes up to 155. That puts the Korean zombie in a title fight. Yeah. So that's that's the whole thing. And they're overseas in Asia. Oh man, I think it's gonna be a really good one. I I'm really really excited for this um for this fight. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked too because we get to see uh, what could be Max's last fight at 145, what could be Korean Zombie's last fight um, in general. Forever. Like, this is this is a good fight to end the night on. Well, the morning. This is a good fight to end the morning on. Um, this will probably be like at 10 a.m. It's pretty sick. It's a good time yeah. to, to end a fight card. I actually kind of like that, to be honest. Early morning fight, it's a little bit different than what we're used to. We're used to those night cards. I wouldn't like it every weekend, but uh, for once in a while, I'm down for that. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be watching. Uh, and I think, I think, you know, I'm going to roll through my, my favorite picks here real quick. I like Billy Goff. I like Mikey O. I like Lucas Brzezeski. I like Junior Tafa. I like Aaron Blanchfield. I like Giga Chikadze. And I like Chan Sung Jung. Um, those are my, my my favorite picks of the card. Yeah, you know what? You know what's going to be a nice um, a nice little parlay too is if you do uh, Giga, uh, Blanchfield, um, Tafa, 
and I think um, I think uh, you throw you throw in Nakamura. I think that's a that's ooh. That's a good looking parlay. That's a good looking parlay. That is. That's wow. Yeah, Nakamura, Blanchfield, Tafa, Jakazi. Uh, Let me see what the odds are on that quick. If I just if I just throw this up here, so we have Jakazi. Man, Nakamura is minus eight hundred now. That's pretty pretty steep. Aaron Blanchfield Jr. Tafa. A uh, hundred bucks so pays four hundred and sixty. Yeah, and now if you cha- take Nakamura not to win, but to get a finish, to win by to buy, win by whatever, that'll drop it down. It's not gonna be eight hundred. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like minus two or three hundred at that point, probably. Yeah, so you could probably put him in as a finish and in under, under uh, two and a half rounds or under a round and a half, um, two and a half if you want to be safe, um, and that'll significantly alter alter the the line. Yeah, man, this is a decent card. Now that we looked at it, I was I was not looking forward to it as much, but now that we now that we kind of talked it through, I got some spots I like. I got some spots that I'm interested in, and I think I'm gonna have some money on come come Saturday morning. Yeah, um, I'm I'll listen. I'm all about it. All right, so we shall see, and then uh, we get ready for um, another card coming up uh, the following week. What's the anything anything good the following week? Is it is it Sean Strickland yet? No, nah, that's no. the next week. It's um Bivak and gone. Yeah, UFC Paris. That one's also got Rose Nama Yunus, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that one is uh that one starts uh another early card. Yeah, let me check this out. I need to check the exact. Oh, uh, this is gonna be bad. Uh, your girl Rose. Let me look at this. Gone versus. Oh no, she's fighting Mana. Oh no, bro, she's gonna get pieced yeah. up. Yeah. Oh no, we got we got our boy BSD though, which we're never getting plus money on. Remember when we got plus three hundred on him against uh, the Bonfim brother? Yeah. My goodness, man, Rose, no. What are you doing, Rose? Goodness. Then on the row. Yeah, she's gonna get smoked. But hey, we gotta leave that to to next week and then uh we see how we do this week. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Thanks everyone for, for watching and Tim, it was good. It was very good, sir.